Welcome to Deciphering Spain, the podcast where I, Jessica Vicarlasa, organizer-in-chief of Decipher Linguistic Services in Malaga, a relocation and admin service for expats, introduce you to the wonderful people I've met in Spain since I moved here first in 2008. A notoriously bureaucratic country, but with an exceptional quality of life once you get it right, the aim of Decipher is to ensure my clients and anyone who passes through my social media love Spain as much as I love Spain. So join us as we discuss the weird, the wonderful, the frustrating and the downright fabulous life that living in Spain can afford you. Hello, welcome back. And I'm here with Sarah. Hello, nice to be here. Um, so we're here in Belo Malena. If you watch my Instagram stories, you will know that I am a little bit adverse to areas where it's just full of giris what we call giris which are um english speaking white middle class foreigners <laughs> usually who will order an english breakfast um sit down and order pints at 10 30 in the morning which i have actually experienced this morning um, but i didn't come out in the rash but i'm here with sarah so i'm going sarah, to change your mind about benamaldina before this podcast. change my mind yeah. change my mind yeah. so tell us a little bit about who you are and what brought you to spain yeah so yeah, my name's Sarah. Um, the first time I moved to Spain was about 10 years ago. I just finished my master's and I did a TEFL course and I moved to Madrid and uh, I loved it. I mean, I was all by myself and it was the first time that I was really um, out there on my own and I was teaching. So that was all new and I just had a great experience. And uh, it was actually the February before COVID really started to hit. I was in Tenerife with my mom, a random impromptu holiday before we knew what COVID was. And it was there when I was back there in the sun and just remembering how, how beautiful Spain is, um, I decided to move back to Spain. And I didn't know how I was gonna do it. I didn't really, I wasn't prepared, um, but I remember calling my partner and saying, I, I wanna move back to Spain and you're gonna come with me basically. And how did he react to that? <laughs> he was like, okay, babe. <laughs> yeah okay like he's a california native he's irish american he was born in ireland his parents are irish but he grew up in california and then he was in ireland for 10 years so he's been looking for this he's been waiting for this the beach life the be yeah like just the the moving out of ireland life like he was ready to go and to see i mean he's been traveling around europe but he actually had never been to spain before oh, this move okay interesting yeah. and he's, he's landed in bedel <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, we'll have to then show him what real Spain is like. No, this, so, Ben Amaldon is incredible. Like, so uh, this was a funny thing that people were talking to me about when I was starting to move here, you know? Um, people kept saying, oh, it's touristic, it's touristic. And I was like, what does that actually mean? And so when I did move here, I got a fright the first time. I saw the Union Jack bar and mm. I saw, you know, the pints at nine o'clock. I was like, I felt actually a bit sick. I was like, oh no, have I done something terrible? <laughs> but you can always move. <laughs> right, well, no, because I was actually wrong because that is literally 1% of Benalmaldina. Benalmaldina is absolutely incredible. And uh, it has something about it where I meet people who are from Benalmaldina and they just, we all kind of say the same thing. There's just something about it here. It's beautiful. So just like literally 10 minutes from the coast, we really kind of work inland in Benalmaldina. Yeah. I mean, you do the coast for the beach, but usually if you're going to go somewhere beautiful on the coast, you go to Torre Cabrada. Um, but there's a town and there's an incredible park called Parque de la Paloma. It's like the Garden of Eden, literally. <laughs> there's just animals everywhere. 
Um, there's, you know, playgrounds for kids, there's bars, there's restaurants. And then you have a beautiful little town called Arroyo. And uh, it has restaurants, it has shops, it has a primor. It has everything. And it's completely 100% authentic. It's Spanish people eating Spanish food, drinking Spanish wine and speaking Spanish. So while the coast or the little kind of shavings of the coast, you know, the English might marry into a little bit, and there is that touristic vibe that's really not Ben O'Malden the way I see it. Um, okay, well, you'll have to do a little guide to Ben O'Malden yes, for us so I'd that people to. can get away from the typical totally. Um, There's tourist pockets spots. of tourist spots for sure, especially along the coast. That's Bo. Um, we'll get on to Bo in a moment. That's Sarah, Sarah's, Sarah and Patrick's little, little Jack Russell. Yeah, yeah. Apologies. <laughs> but yeah, so that's the story. Yeah, but, but I'd love to do a guide on Ben Amaldon because it's true. There's there's little pockets of kind of touristic spots that scared me at first because it's the first thing you see because I live across the road from the beach. Um, but it's it's very easy to avoid them. Yeah, and I yeah. do avoid them completely. Excellent. So you lived in Madrid previously. What made you choose Malaga? Patrick chose Malaga. I actually had only been to Malaga as a child. I didn't really have any memories of it. I didn't know anything about it. And uh, Patrick knew a couple of people that lived here. And he also uh, is a part of a drum and bass community, which is a popular kind of dance style music, uh, really popular in England. And it's very popular here. And Patrick um, does shows and he does festivals. And that was one of the main reasons why he wanted to move here. Um, and then, of course, there was the beach and the fact that it is just the, one of the hottest places with a beach in Spain. Um, but to be honest, I'm very open about anywhere in Spain. I'm like, I, I mean, it's just so big. And, yeah. and even in literally this town, I'm finding places that I never thought existed and that like surprise me every day. So it's just there's something about Spain for for everyone, you know, so I'm not necessarily going to stay here forever in Malaga, but I do love Malaga and I don't feel like I've experienced like even, you know, 15% of it. Well, you've been, what, you've been here, what, about nine months now? Yes, Ten. Okay. yes. And so we you've... moved in a pandemic as well, which was strange. So we were actually in this town only in the pandemic. We yeah. couldn't go True. to the city or anything. Yeah. True. You arrived kind of January time, didn't you? So you, we yes. were still locked into our areas until about february march this year yeah yeah february march yeah so mm. it was funny so when you were when you made the decision or when patrick had made this the decision that malaga was going to be the destination did you have any expectations from this area i was literally going on to facebook <laughs> expats of malaga and being like hey where are some good places to live that i don't need to drive that was my main uh, concern because okay. neither of us drive. I've lived in uh, a small little town that has really good bus and train route for my whole life. I lived in England and Spain for a while. And somehow among this time, I've never needed to learn how to drive, to be honest. Uh, when I moved, moved to Spain, first of all, we had obviously the metro in Madrid, but my school was also a 10 minutes walk. So that was something that was important to me. And that's why I decided to live uh, here. I just wanted to live on the train line. Um, so we have the train and the bus. And then, of course, this town in particular um, has so much that you need and has little. It, it really reminds me, actually, of like Malahide. Like yeah. in Arroyo, you know, you just have your coffee shops, you have your plant shop, you have your loads of vegetable shops you have like a secondhand shop you have like hairdressers this kind of stuff so like 
I can really stay here for a long time and not feel the need to go out. My type of job as well is quite insular, is quite remote. So I'm not like meeting people in my job mm. usually or kind of going out and about. Tell us a little bit about what you do, because a lot of people who I speak to who decide they're going to move to Spain, they go, but I don't know what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And now with COVID, I often say, well, maybe you can do exactly what you do wherever it is you're from, whether that be Germany, Norway, Ireland or the UK. Maybe you can do that mm-hmm. from here because Absolutely. remote work is now kind of the the buzzword. Yes. So tell us about what it is you do and um how you got into it sure um so uh, i'm sorry my dog is going a bit crazy in the corner just because we're not giving him attention you can ignore him um yeah so i i'm i'm essentially a copywriter that's what i would call myself in the business uh perspective but at the moment i work as a ghostwriter for non-fiction and fiction books um but i'm a freelancer you know through and through like i would pick up a lot of copy work and um, I, I'm not too married to one particular style, but one thing that was really important to me and was a goal for 2021 was that I wanted to have a job that was feeding my creativity, that was allowing me to improve in my craft every day and that paid the bills. So that's just something that if you're in the creative industry, uh, I know for me, I did a master's in creative writing and I did English and drama in my BA and in not one kind of space was I ever told how to make money as a writer. Never. Mm, interesting. You know, it was just like, okay, so you're going to get your novel out or you're going to get your book of essays out. And for anyone who's working on a project, you know, I don't know if that's the first thing you should be thinking about because it's so like you're so married to that first project, whether it's a novel or um, an album or whatever you're doing that it's like not something that you want to churn out, but what you can churn out is creative writing, like you're a writer. So that was just a mindset change that I had. I started to believe that I actually could find remote work that appealed to me, that I cared about, um, that, that, that I could do fully freelance, and that was going to hopefully be creative as well. And that's brilliant. I mean, yeah. at the moment, that's that's your full-time job. Yes. Essentially, when I know when you moved over, you were working room. For, um, a company in Ireland and yeah. you decided to take the plunge and go totally self-employed and I think you know that's great and yeah like I said a lot of people say to me I'm I'm scared I don't know what I'm going to do yeah okay think about what you can do I mean moving to Spain is a lifestyle change and mm-hmm. um, I have always said that it was a change for the better Mm -hmm. but if you come over and you don't have some kind of a plan Mm -hmm. with what you're going to do to pay the bills because yes Spain is cheaper but it's not that much cheaper yeah um, depending where you live uh you have to have a bit of a plan totally so I think you're a great example of someone who had a plan and was able to put that into motion yeah and you know what like I I had a plan and it took me a long time to actually get freelance so I moved to Spain on my Irish job and uh, we were working remote at the time because of COVID, but that was quite difficult to, to try and disconnect from that finally and then to go freelance. But I did it. And of course, it cost us, you know, probably about 2000 to move with, you know, the ferry, the dog, all of our stuff. Um, and we did it pretty cost effective, I would say. But it, it's, yeah, I was going to say that you. seems that seems pretty good. It was good, you know, right? but it's, it still cost us a couple of grand. But And then, of course, that's not even including the rent money that you have to have, the agency fee that you might need for if you're using an agent to get your apartment, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, what I'd say about work is that like we're living in a time now where office life is 
shifted and you can either kind of move with that shift and take advantage of it or you can stay the same and it's really whatever you prefer but for me I knew that I did not want to be working in an office I hated office life like I really did I hated the hospital yellow and like the (laughs) just the it was just so blah and boring and bland for me and it's just not the way I want to live literally the majority of my days so it was important for me to be at home I have a dog um, I like being at home. I like kind of scurrying about and like doing little So you're tours. happy working from home. Some people hate working from home. I like it. I love it. I was speaking to someone recently and they would you not have an office? No, I kind of like working from home. Yeah, yeah. This is my office. Like, and the thing is though, I think some people might consider working from home as like, well, you're working and your parents are there or you're working and you have roommates. Like in Spain, because the rent is 50% cheaper, I mean, it, it's estimated that the overall cost of living is 50% cheaper than Ireland. Um, you can work in your studio apartment, like possibly across the road from the beach, you know, if you yeah. want, like that's available. Yeah. And it's really, really cost effective. And it just means that the kind of work that you're looking for, you don't have the same amount of pressure as you do in Ireland or somewhere else because your bills aren't as high. Maybe you don't have to consider buying a mortgage straight away. Like I went home to Ireland a couple of weeks ago. I was like, oh, my God all of my friends are obsessed with mortgages oh my god like but I get it because they have to be they have to think you know way in advance it's survival mode it's like well I'm living with my parents right now and I want to house with my boyfriend but we're earning this much and the bank says this and it's just a whole thing here I really I had no desire to get into a mortgage right now my main concern was my freelance work and I want to um publish my first novel and that's my real kind of concern so I'd much prefer to put money into my business at the moment and now that I live in a country where I can rent for five years if I want it's just so freeing you know it's really doggy again (laughs) he's really demanding attention today he really is he really is um okay so you actually said that when you were Thinking about making the move and Malaga was kind of the destination that yourself and Patrick had settled on that you went to Facebook. Now, I have actually said it's 11.45 in the morning now. Mm-hmm. By 10 a.m. this morning, I had said to three different clients, get off Facebook. Have you been on Facebook this weekend? Please get off Facebook. Like someone told me that I have to do. Is that right? No, it's never right. It's never, never, never right. Right, yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you think you got any valuable information from Facebook or do you think Facebook should be avoided when it comes to um we'll say the logistics of moving well i met you on facebook on that expats of malaga group yes um we'll we'll actually (laughs) let the listeners know how i wanted a bottle of gin james joyce gin i wanted a bottle of james joyce gin and i posted because i didn't go home for christmas last year is anyone coming to malaga this either christmas or january and can bring me a bottle of james joyce gin from the airport and sarah was traveling that's how i met sarah (laughs) i still need to get you a bottle of james joyce gin i'm going home this christmas um yeah no so i'm really glad that i met you on facebook that was really valuable um i really haven't used the expats of malaga group so much i was just in a space i had a couple of friends a couple of spanish friends and i had some friends from Malaga and then I started speaking to you and obviously that's uh, your job so you had some really critical advice um I was kind of pointing my finger on the map and just being like okay let's do this and it just so happened to to work out for us but um 
No, I haven't really used the MAGA group much because I just think that for most Facebook groups, you have people's opinion. Like I remember reading someone saying like, oh, Frigliani, which is a place in Nurka. Oh, it's bloody ridiculous. This. Did you know that in Spain you get robbed and you get gagged and you get tied up? And I was just like, what the fuck? Like that's not. Wow. That's not like what? Like the crime rate in Spain is so low, and it was just so crazy. So you will see some of those sensationalist views, or you'll see people who've lived here for maybe seven years. Maybe they've worked in a barista for those seven years, and they, you know like to drink pints by the sea and it's just a bit uneventful for them. That's fine. But like, you don't have to have that kind of life either. You know, like mm. you can be really smart about it. It's really however big you want to dream because like we're European citizens and we just don't really take as much advantage of yeah. that as we can. Well, I'm actually, I've decided to just, I suppose, grab the bull by the horns in the sense with the Facebook thing. And I'm now mm. a moderator for expats in Malaga because if you can't beat them, join them. And at least I can kind of censor out the dodgy, dodgy information. So now I'm a moderator of that group, which yes. has like 10,000 people in it. Yeah. Um, and I try to keep the mm. dodgy information to a minimum nice. um, because otherwise it's just a constant battle. Absolutely. Um, would you have any advice for Sarah pre-move looking back now? Yeah, I would like, I mean, I always, people always say, um, when you're traveling, take half the clothes and twice the money. So that <laughs> would be my advice. Just don't spend loads of money and save it instead. Like before the pandemic, I, you know, I didn't even have savings. I was so like, just, I was just flashing, like I was just spending money on shite all the time. I didn't really have a reason to save. Um, I didn't really like my job. So I had this really big wage and I thought that, you know, that meant that I had money and it didn't. Um, actually, I've halved my wage probably. I'm getting more up to where I am actually now the last couple of months, but I'm so much happier and I'm, I have savings and, you know, it's just a totally different mindset change. So I would say leave my job earlier. Don't bring it to Spain. Be confident and self-assured that this is the right decision and save up more money and just give myself a chance to get my get myself together. But to be honest, I do even think that everything worked out the way it, it was supposed to. Um, and I don't really have any regrets because I'm here now and I'm very, very, very happy. Like I am. Uh, this is cringy to say maybe, but I actually do believe I'm like the happiest I've ever been. You know, I've really ticked off a couple of things on my list and I feel so good about my work and about where I live and about, you know, I'm in a nice relationship and all that kind of stuff. I have friends here and I get to travel home so frequently. Um, it's really not a thing. Um, and, and I've had so many visitors like, oh my God, once you yeah. get a place in Spain. Yeah, once you get a place in the south of Spain. It's crazy, you know, so like all of my fears were just, they, they weren't, you know, necessary. So um, I would just say take the leap and believe in it. And if you have this itch burning for desire, if you're not happy about what's going on at home, which I know like so many people are not, you know, like it's not, it's not a joke. Like there's serious issues with the housing crisis and even with our government in itself, like people are unhappy, young people are unhappy. You don't have to feel like there's no hope because there absolutely is. There are jobs, get creative. Like they, we're living in a remote world. So I would definitely advise people to go remote if they were thinking of moving just because there, there's so many jobs available. There really are. Yeah. There's jobs available in Barcelona that you can do remote here. You know, my neighbor has a job um, and she works technically in Barcelona. So there's just so many options. Um, and it's it's honestly, the, the more you believe it, the more opportunities you'll find. That's yeah. what I would think. I really do think that it's 
the mindset is very important. And that's one of the reasons why, I mean, I work with loads and loads of people every week and every month, but mindset is very important to me. And if I get a really, if I get a negative vibe off someone or a defeatist vibe, I'm probably not going to work with them. I'm not into it. I prefer to, I prefer that we're all on the same page and they're not draining my energy and I'm not getting their defeatist energy off them. You know, we're going forward, we're going to do this. Mm everything will be fine. Absolutely. I think that's important. And you know what? I think for people, you know, I, I had to bring my dog over and unfortunately I didn't actually know Jess at the time uh, so well then. But for people who were, you know, trying to change schools or who were trying to buy property or that kind of thing, really just hire someone, you know, like yeah. it is not expensive. Um, it's, it's, it's so cost effective and it's so worth it. It's very difficult when you you feel, you know, there's been times where I felt blind, like, you know, I speak elementary Spanish, very elementary. Yeah, and you're getting a lot better. Yeah. You're improving. Yeah. yeah, But you really, you do put put effort into it. And Mm -hmm. when people say to me, how do I learn the language? Go out and speak it. Yeah, yeah. And um, even still, though, there's some things you just need (laughs) to hire people to do for you. It's so worth it. The amount of anxiety and stress that it can cause you because you simply don't understand. Yeah. That's really it. Um, it's a quirky little country. You know, you need to understand its quirks. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's really what I'd advise. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, so you're working remotely. Uh, Patrick is working remotely. And he's got himself in this drum and bass yeah. scene, which, yeah, true. which I remember him phoning me up one day and saying, Jess, <laughs> I've got a gig, but I don't know how to speak to this guy. Yeah. Can you help me out? Yeah. So that was probably my... I'm going to say my most quirky job yeah, to date amazing. where I was talking to this guy in Seville, I think he was in Seville and yeah. he said, yeah, this artist is going to drive from Malaga and he'll pick him up. Anyway, yeah. it all worked out yeah. and now he's in it. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is brilliant. And I think that's a real testament to someone who knows exactly what scene they want to be in, mm. goes out, finds the contacts. And he went and he did, I think he stayed the night and yeah. they, they all got on fine with hand signals and smoke signals yeah. and, <laughs> And, you know, now I see them all on Instagram and they're all this yeah. big, happy drum and bass family. Rapping. Absolutely. Yeah. So it, mindset is, is a huge thing. Mm. Really, really is. Really, really is. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? Mindset of Spanish people, I think, is unique here because Patrick has, um, you know, some some popular songs that, that, you know, he released on a big label, I think it was in 2020. So that was kind of his he got more bookings from that and that kind of thing. And it was just a good reference point when he moved here um, because they might've heard that track or whatever, but the community here are just so welcoming. Yeah. And it, he, you know, Patrick's been performing in Ireland for 10 years and he's just thinks it's night and day, like the difference, the way that they big up each other, the way that they rep each other and the way that there's just a love for the music side of things as mm-hmm. opposed to like a scene. So, so it's like a real community rather than a, yeah it's just really opening and like honestly just spanish people in general i just find them to be like that like i go to a fitness camp twice a week it's all in spanish on the beach um with my friend and they're just so friendly and you know i feel like part of the community there everyone who i've met in this little town and wherever they're from they just are so kind and so welcoming and they just love it here my neighbors have been living here you know their whole lives i see jose in the library (laughs) like oh it's just amazing it's just a real community vibe people really love living here i believe like in spain and i've just found that to be true everywhere i've gone in spain so there's just a nice vibe and you're kind of getting into that it's really hard to feel 
um kind of miserable in the morning when you wake yeah, up and the sun is shining and you know there's beautiful birds outside and flora and like it's just like oh this is gorgeous it is you know? fabulous and that's one of the things that I always say I love is when I wake up in the morning even today Monday morning and if I were at home I'd have thought oh my god now I have to get into the car and drive for an hour and a half and it'll yeah. be awful get up walk the dog on the beach go to Penal Malina get us coffee come up here record this with you mm-hmm. it's a very it's just a that Monday anxiety yeah. isn't as present. Obviously, yeah. every job has its mm-hmm. has its pressures, but it's not the same, especially when you know that that sun's going to be shining. Totally. So that brings me on to my next question. You've now lived from, say, January to now November. So you've gone through essentially four seasons. You've gone through winter, mm-hmm. spring, summer, and um, autumn now. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite time of year? I think this is my favorite time of year. Yeah. I really do. And I, I like, I used to be a real sun worshiper and I would lay out there like a damn leather bag and I would be like <laughs> just drenched in the sun. Now in my old age, I can't hack it. Right. So um, I have a very south facing apartment as well. So I get the sun. Um, who knows if we'll be here next summer? I reckon we probably won't because it's like that hot. But here, like, do you have aircon? You do. We have aircon, but the downstairs one, I actually have a different system. It still doesn't really properly yeah, okay. work. Like it's just, it is so hot, and we're so high up here that we're so close to the sun. Um, we have a pool and everything, so that's amazing. And honestly, that's the way people live, you know, here, as I'm sure you know. Like people don't spend their days indoors in the summer; they they go to the beach. Like they really, it's almost as if the entire yes, yeah. <laughs> city is off. Yeah. <laughs> And I live right by the beach as well. Yeah. So it's just jammed. This, yeah. this is definitely my favorite time of year. Yes. I absolutely love that autumn into winter because I love sunglasses, boots, yeah. jeans, yeah. glass of wine. Mm-hmm. Is there anything better? I don't think so. so I think nice. that's I think that's it. Having the chill in the air at night is actually so lovely oh, yeah. for me. Duvet. I love it. Great. Yeah, yeah. It's Get nice to be cozy. Exactly. Yeah, because you spend so much of your time sweating and your hair is up and, you know, it's hot. And especially if you're working or if you're even working out in the garden or whatever. So it's really nice to feel like comfortable. <laughs> the Spanish tradition of the siesta. Oh, see. Do you respect it or do you just work through? How do you... I had a siesta yesterday. I mean, yesterday was Sunday. So yeah. I think, yeah, I did too. I was... I was. Yeah, I slept basically dead. all day. Yeah. I was so lazy. I just didn't do anything. I just sat around like... But yeah, so, okay, my first job as a teacher, we took siesta. We did the two hours. Sometimes I'd have lunch with my boss. We'd have half a bottle of wine. Uh, sometimes I'd go home myself and I'd always have a sleep and my students would have a sleep and you know I had a student who I worked uh, with him in his office and he'd have a sleep on his sofa during siesta so I've definitely lived it before I love it I love the tradition sometimes I forget but like I feel like I have a pretty easy life at the moment like I'm pretty chill you Mm. know I purposefully am taking some time off to work on my own books um so I have even more chill life I'm not like working with clients at the moment I'm taking about a month off uh from clients so I have a pretty chill life if I want to have a nap I can have a nap absolutely (laughs) I like that life yeah I love the CS so do I okay so what would be your one piece of advice to someone who's considering it who's sitting at home in traffic listening to this going god aren't they so lucky what would be your advice to that person my advice is to start um, start spending some time, some of that kind of wish, wistful thinking, investigating. And it can be something as simple as going on to, you know, idealista.com and 
taking a look at what kind of apartments you can get in, uh, you know, wherever you want to live, whether it's Malaga City, the historic center, or whether it's somewhere, you know, uh, like Madrid or, or whatever, you know, Spain is so close that I actually, I didn't even, well, we were in COVID as well. So I didn't get to visit Malaga before I decided to move here. But I just feel like you can make it work so easily and there's so much opportunity and the housing um, is so affordable and there's so many apartments to choose from that you don't have to worry so much about that kind of stuff. Yeah. Once you get in contact with Jess or whatever you do, and you figure out exactly what you need to do. Um, it's really just about kind of following through. Give yourself about six months, save up um, as much money as you can because it's just security and decide what you're going to do. Um, if you have an animal, uh, I would say the sale and rail is the most cost effective, mm -hmm. but just be mindful that you're going to be landing in Bilbao. So I don't know where you guys might end up going, but um, my father-in-law did actually travel from the north of Spain <laughs> oh, wow. to the south of Spain in a snowstorm oh. in one day. So it can be done. Like it really is. It's not that crazy. Like this is not Australia. This is not Thailand. This is not Canada. Yeah. This You're moving is, to Europe. It's you Europe. Know, Central Europe. It's a 40. I always say that to people. It's a 45 euro flight home if it doesn't work out or if you yeah. decide it doesn't work out. It's just not a big deal. Well, thank you very much oh, for the chat. Yeah. It was great. And hopefully someone will listen and really kind of it'll resonate with them and they'll think, do you know what? If she can do it, I can do it too. Yeah. And you know what, guys? The sun is shining. If it's raining in Ireland, just consider it. Just consider it. We might That's go for a little glass of wine now. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you so much. Bye. If you think that Spain holds the key to a better life for you and you are sick to death of conflicting information on Facebook groups, first of all, join the club. Feel free to contact me to book a call at www.decipherlinguisticservices.com. I don't mince my words, I'll tell you what is what, and if I don't think Spain is for you, you will be the first to know.